Does the law really work the way TV and movies depict? Let's discuss with Christine and Christine. Excellent. Yay, everybody. Yay. I can't believe this is episode five of Pop Culture and Law, our podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Christine Mattis. And I'm Christine Karen Sahagurski. Thank you so much. This is Law and Pop Culture, where we talk about things that happen in the news, things that happen with celebrities or even in movies. And we answer that burning question, does that really happen? Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, episode five today. Um, and Chris, you're doing okay? Oh, yeah. Busy, busy. But it's, it is what it is, right? That's, that's it is what it thing is. about what we do. We're constantly, you know, we're, it's funny how we find a lot of these particular situations that we talk about in these podcasts, and it's happening in real life. And very often, it comes up in my conversation with my clients. Oh, you know, this movie, this is what happened in this movie. And it's not going to happen it. here, because guess what? That movie wasn't real. <laughs> so or what's happening, I'm, I'm watching a show or watching a movie. And now I'm really thinking I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Cause I used to like, to, I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy my movies. I'll enjoy my shows. But of course now it's something's tickling in the back of my head. That's eh, not really how that happens or like, okay, that that's possible. That's possible. You know, and it's actually a better way to explain things. Uh, you know, if it's something popular or something that's currently happening and then bringing it back to re reality or whatever fits the, the, the client situation, I think it really helps put things in place, but uh, yeah, excited about what we're going to be talking about today. I know. And we're talking about like the first thing that we'll be talking about today is that it's an old movie, something I actually really enjoyed watching it the first time, because at that time in my life, I was like, oh, I want to be Diane Keaton. I want to be J.C. Wyatt. So that movie. No. Yeah. So that movie is Baby Boob. This is from the 80s, 1987, to be exact. And J.C. Wyatt in this movie, played by Diane Keaton, is a uh, a businesswoman. She's a Harvard grad. I forget Harvard, Yale. I forget what it was. Yeah. But um, she was, you know, living the high life. She was a successful, you know, um, businesswoman. Uh, I would say one of those MBA types, right? And sure enough, um, you know, everything's going well for her. She's about to be partner. And all of a sudden, she gets a call one, you know, sleepy morning, and she finds out that she's supposed to inherit something from a cousin of hers, a long lost cousin of hers who lives in London or somewhere in England. So sure enough, um, she doesn't really hear what it is, but she shows up at JFK airport, you know, supposedly to receive this inheritance. And what does she get? She receives a child from a woman Hurrah. who just says, here, sign this paper and gives her the child and says, I have to go now. Here's the bag. She's yeah. yours. And here's okay. her death certificate, her birth certificate. Here's the will. And she's like, what am I going to do with this child? <laughs> no, that was the, I remember Hollywood that. at its finest. Yeah. I know. Hollywood <laughs> at its finest for sure. And she goes in this whole, you know, uh, you know, she starts to try to, you know, adopt out the baby, find another place for the baby, because the will did say she wasn't able to take care of the child, you know, as long as she found adoptive parents. But the one parent, the one couple that she wanted, that she, you know, um, that agreed to take her she really just didn't agree with their, I guess, their way of life. So she's like, ah, that's it. I'm taking the baby back. So she ends up 
quitting her job so she could, you know, move up to the country. Well, country compared to New York, it's Vermont. I'm thinking of living in Vermont. Um, so she moves to Vermont, moves into this, you know, beautiful, you know, 62 acre orchard house farm. And then she ends up um, just loving it, loving the, you know, the flexibility of what she did as opposed to what she did before, where she was working 70, 80 hours a week in Manhattan. And um, it was a life-changing event for her. But certainly the life-changing event was when that woman, unknown woman with a lovely British accent, hands over a child and says, she's yeah. yours. I mean, one thing, I, one thing I've seen here too in, in this movie, it's just a movie of extremes. I mean, everything was just so the extreme. You know, it's not just uh, you're getting inheritance. You're inheriting a human. Okay. You're not just, um, you know, thinking I'm going to uproot. I'm going to go up to the country. I'm like, I'm not even going to anything in the middle. There's just nothing in the middle about this movie. You know? right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, inheriting a child, you know, uh, you know, something that's making it sound like it just happens every day. I mean, the way it was going forward, it was just like, oh, yeah, this could happen. Absolutely. Well, you know, in, in a certain way. Right. Um, one of the things I loved about this movie, though, because <laughs> the era of when it was created, uh, I kept thinking like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is probably the first time people are not first time, but one of the earlier moments where you're seeing yuppies, where mm-hmm. you're seeing yep. people um, doing lunch, doing there's all those lingo, like things like that, that was happening there. And now I'm like, oh, I could only imagine. So it was a little dated, you know, you look at it, but I, I loved it. It was such a fun movie. It brought back memories because I agree at the time I was looking at, at watching it, you know, it was inspiring. You're like, yeah, yes, you know, exactly. she woman can do everything. You're rah, rah. But, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty, you know, so is that possible, you know, and, and, it's possible that we are saying that if something happens to our kids or a loved one, we want someone to take over. We want someone to, I guess you could say, inherit a child. It does sound right. funny, you know, right. uh, but you would hope it's done more thoughtfully, more well-planned um, and not sprung like, like a new car. And by the way, here's a new girl. Here you are. Right. <laughs> I mean, a baby is not property. So you can't just, you know, you know, you can't just all of a sudden say this is who is who it's going to. But technically, right, Chris, I mean, what you're supposed to do with minor children, that is so important. And many people don't realize this. They, I, I find a lot of people coming to us and they already have teenagers and they, they never had like a plan if God forbid something happened to them as a couple while the ch- while their kids were actually even younger. So that's always the scary part for me. So I like to make sure that people always have something in place for that. And that mm-hmm. usually is done with the last will and testament. So as we know, um, you know, appointing somebody as a legal guardian is not something that can just be done lightly. It has to be done in paper. It's not, oh, I'm leaving, you know, you can take care of the kids. And all of a sudden, people from the other side of the family are fighting. So I always encourage people, you know, um, anybody who I talk to, if they have minor children, the will is really, a will is important. Forget about what you own. It doesn't matter if you only have an apartment and you have like $100 in the bank account. It's about who will take care of your child um, should something happen to you. Yeah. And I've always had that uh, belief that, you know, if you're a couple or a person who has a young child, the most important thing you could do is make sure you have someone lined up to take care of them. Um, That is really it. When I have couples or young people come to me and saying, do you really think I need 
a will or a state planning document and I'll ask a few questions. And if they say, yes, I have a young child, then the answer is always 100% yes, because it's not really even about the assets. It's who's going to take care of this child. Who is someone you think that has the same beliefs, morals, values, um, goals that you have and will do the same for your child? So you really don't want to just throw out names there and cross your fingers and this person will just, you know, be able to do it. Um, I just feel that there there has to be a conversation. There has to be a plan. Um, The other thing too, I was thinking about Chris is thinking about that person's situation. So here's this in the movie, here's this long lost relative in England saying, and I'll name, I'll name JC. She'll be and so you're thinking, okay, so now my child has to live in another country. Is that right. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what is this person's lifestyle? Is that okay? Right. I had a couple that came to us and it was really challenging. They had three children and their initial plan was to make sure that their, you know, her sister was going to be what they call the guardian, that in case something happens to both of them, sister will take care of the three kids. However, the more we talk, that sister already has four kids. So we're saying, God forbid something happens, she's going to have seven kids. Is that possible? So that was really challenging because they really weren't sure. And that's what you have to consider. Or I'm sure you've had this, Chris, where we have clients, we have, you know, we're always grateful for the clients we help. And a lot of them have a lot of relatives still say in another country, for example, Mm -hmm. Philippines, and they'll name a brother or sister, same thing, they'll be my guardian. So I have to ask that question. So God forbid something happens to you. Is your child going to live in the Philippines? Are they going to be able to move here? We got to think it through. That's all, you know, so those are the things you really have to consider. And there are answers. They're not sometimes easy, but you just need to take time and communicate communicate. I've always said this at the end too, right, Chris? Make right. sure whoever you choose knows about it again. Yes. Or else we're gonna have <laughs> you know, we're going to have just like, like what the, you know, uh, they really exactly. should know about it, you know, uh, because it's something to talk about, you right. know, but anyway, yeah. But, it, you know, again, it's very, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think it would really, it, it will not happen just like that. It can't happen just like that. A child immigrating from another country. Right. I don't even remember who was that lady. They didn't even explain who she was. Social worker. We don't even know who she was. Make sure the social worker of some sort. You know, the flight attendant sitting up. And honestly, we don't know. Here you go. Exactly. Here's a child. Here's, Here's a tag. That's it. She's yours. Wow. Wow. You know, luggage tag, right? Where's the luggage tag for her? Oh my goodness. That was so interesting. And you also want to make sure, you know, funds, monies, uh, you know, how is this child, if this person can financially take care of another child, typically, you know, what you have will be the child's and it'll be held. um, We typically say it'll either be held in trust, you know, it will be managed by the guardian, or it could be another person um, for the benefit of the child. Um, So, you know, that has to be taken into consideration as well. Do we have someone who's good with money? Right, exactly. Not who, you know, we just, just, just a lot, a little more layers to consider. It really shouldn't be intimidating, but you know, these are thoughtful things. And also if you're a person who has a young child, you know, now it's the time to take control of that. So uh, I, I, but I loved it. I thought it was a fun movie, but not not really bedded in pure, pure reality. It was a fun (laughs) 
fun thing, fun, yes. fun thing to see. So, uh, you know, I, I, I really thought it was okay. Um, but you know, not, not real. So, but anyway, it, it was, it was good. It was good. Absolutely. And one of those things, it just kind of jars you to think, oh my goodness, what if something really happened? Because here, I mean, the couples, the couple, they had a car accident, the cousins had, a, were in a car accident and that's how they ended up leaving cute little Elizabeth, you know, as, um, you know, an orphan and yeah. Happen to anyone. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Chris. I go out on a date night with my husband and I'm worried. I tell my daughter, hey, if we're not back in an hour, call yeah. Nana and Papa because, you know, what if? Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have someone in place, but at the same time, it's like not everybody's in that mindset because you just no. you forget that there, you know, things could happen. And yep. We love our children. There is no get. There's no, you know. There's nothing. There's no other way around it. You need no. to make sure that they're taken care of. God forbid. Exactly. You yeah. And I think a lot of times people also wonder: Does the guardian have to be a family member? It doesn't. Right. It doesn't have to. Just like in this situation, it was family, like a distant cousin. Right. You know, and that is actually might be a good segue into our next topic. You know, again, the same theme about guardianship. Right. Um, for those of you who may have known, you know, I, I love this story. Uh, mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves and his wife, Dana Reeves. Christopher Reeves, Superman. A lot of you may not have um, been familiar with it. Again, I'm always original movies. <laughs> he was the original Superman. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, he was wonderful. And he had a wife, Dana. They married in um, uh, oh, my gosh, I can't even remember when they got married, but they had one son between them. Christopher uh-huh. had two other children from another relationship, and it was in, in England, but he always kept up with them, which was a nice thing. So he was always um, good keeping up with those other two children. Um, but they did, Dana and Christopher did have a son, Will, in 1992. And as we all know, it was in 1995, Christopher Reeves, unfortunately, had a terrible accident while um, horse riding. And it um, ended up where he was um, just completely paralyzed from the neck down. And so uh, his lifestyle, everything changed. The whole family changed. Um, And his wife, Dana, cared for him until he died in 2004. And I'll tell you, Christopher Reeves did so much to show awareness about his condition, about pushing um, medical research to improve what we can do to help those in that situation. Um, And so uh, his foundation is still thriving. Yeah, it's still thriving. But then sadly, his wife, Dana, was then diagnosed with lung cancer about a year and a half, and she died later, even though she wasn't a smoker. Uh Um, And that was really sad because now you're thinking about their son, Will. Will... I mean, she died 17 months after Christopher Reeves. I mean, it's just wow. uh, just gut-wrenching when you think about this. Um, she was 44. She was really young. At the time, Will was 13. Oh, 13 years right. old. I know. Imagine. Oh. You know, and so apparently, literally uh, during her last days, she had to really think about what are we going to do with Will? They did have plans. This is so, I'm just letting everyone, this is where, celebrities did get it right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're always talking about where celebrities, so-and-so didn't have anything. There was no plan. There was nothing. And it's a mess. Here, exactly. He did it right. And in her original, and the original papers for Christopher Reeve and Dana in their last wills, they originally had, I believe, Dana's father as the guardian for Will. Right. But during her last days, she did make a change. She really um, was thinking about Will, how he's doing. And 
and just basically the, his mourning of his father and now, you know, her situation, um, it was just going to weigh heavy. And so her ideas were just, let's see, what can we do to keep some things stable for Will? What can we do so he doesn't have to uproot where he's living? Exactly. And it, it was important for her that he still you know, surrounded by familiar things, familiar living conditions. Um, And that was really uh, very important. So instead of having him go with surviving relatives, it really was her choice that he'll be raised by close neighbors. And that was so interesting. And she spoke to the neighbors and those neighbors also had a son similar to Will's age, maybe one or two years different. Uh, The children were actually basically almost the same age. They knew each other, went to the same school, easier to say, go with your father or whatnot. But she really was thinking about the whole picture. And so now Will was raised by the neighbors. And of course, always kept in contact, not only with, you know, his relatives, but his uh, brothers and sisters that were in in England. So they always kept together. Um, And so I can see there where that was a very thoughtful decision, a hard decision, but now I'll let you know, Will is a broadcaster. I mean, he's a, a reporter. I've seen him on TV. Uh, he got, recently got married. He, he and his brother, I have to tell you, they, you can see images of Christopher Reeve that have that jawline. Uh, right, right. Oh, sisters oh there too. <laughs> the three of them still maintain the foundation. Uh, okay, thank nice. God. I mean, you can only yeah. imagine the grief and how horrible everything must have been. But I think with this laid out plan, with it thoughtful, thoughtfulness of really thinking about everything, um, you know, it, it, it really they made a very hard situation better, uh, so much better. So I, that is one of the examples I wanted to express where celebrities got it right. Dana yes. Reeve, um, and we really hope others can take heed of that and see what awful things could happen and how we could fix it, you know? Um, So, but I, I really was very, um, you know, very happy when I was reading that article and it's interesting in 2003, a year before Christopher Reed died, he had his Mm -hmm. will. And he did say, though, if Dana shall fail for any reason to qualify for a guardian, I appoint my friends, Robert and Nancy. Um, So he was already kind of thinking about it. But it was not that couple that Dana decided to, you know, she uh-huh. decided another couple that was closer. So, again, a lot of them were thinking out of the box, you know, they Absolutely. Were really thinking, you know, but, you know, Dana and her will was, you know, really thinking about her dad. But, um, you know, they ended up with the friends. And so that's an example where it doesn't always have to be a relative. We're thinking what's the best for the child. So mm-hmm. I loved it, Chris. So I thought that I did, too. Yeah, it's so nice to have. Oh, the celebrities got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah not often. And or, you know, when they do get it right, unfortunately, uh, probably it's not newsworthy. Exactly. You don't hear about it. It's always wrong, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so heartbreaking. You know, I you're know. reading it. And then I couldn't believe it. I remember in the news when it happened, when they had mentioned that now she had died. I kept thinking, wait a minute. Christopher Reeves just died. Now she, oh, I, you know, that just was just awful. I just felt so sad about that, but that's life, right? That's, that's like, these things can happen. And these things, and that shows it, it happens to everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it's so important to make sure that these documents are in place and you really have to think about, you know, these particular things, you know, sometimes people just say, oh, I don't care what happens to my money. It can go to anyone. But if you have a young child, don't you want it to go to your young child and you want to make sure who actually manages it, manages it. Um, 
actually uses it for the child's purpose. And it's somebody who is good with money, who is somebody who has their own assets, for example, and we don't have to worry about somebody absconding money from your trust. I mean, these little things. So definitely something to consider for everybody who has a a minor child. So, yeah. So hopefully everyone realizes really, if you have children that and minor children, that is really the one of the most important reasons why you really should have things in place. Having at least a last will and testament in place, because you need to find out who's going to take care of them, that they're not going to be held in limbo or held up in a process or put into hands that no one ever considered. So, yeah. So again, uh, because I kept thinking if Dana and Christopher Reed had nothing in place, nothing in place, he would end up with relatives. He would be uprooted. Mm-hmm. Um, what relatives would be? I don't know. I don't know. You know, because what if at the time, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been that Dana's dad, but what if he was older? What if God forbid he became ill and sick and he can't do it? What what'll happen? And meanwhile, Will is just in limbo and and just flailing because not mm-hmm. knowing where, where he's going to be. Now it's and it better would- to have it all all laid out. Absolutely. And if it's not laid out, one more thing, it's going to cost everybody more in legal fees to fight over the guardianship of this child. So not only, yeah, you're right. It becomes more expensive, more emotional, more stressful. Absolutely, Uh, It's just all negatives when you don't have a plan. That's it. Well, all right. Well, this was a fun, fun episode. So I really, really had a great time. And again, everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening. You know, we had a great time. And if anyone ever has another topic or a movie or something you want us to to review and take a look at and ask, does that really happen? Please send it to us. We're so happy. So everyone, thank you again for listening. I'm Christine Mattis. I'm Christine Karen-Sahagurski. And we will see you again at our next episode. Bye, Bye. everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening. For more, go to MattisLaw.com.